Wet weather has caused several delays to the qualifying session today in Spa. So for the first time ever, we're going out before the session actually finishes. Welcome back to the Grid Talk podcast, everybody. This is episode number 128, where we'll be analysing qualifying for the 2021 Belgian Grand Prix. I'm your host, George Houston, and joined, joining me today are Tom Downey from the EF1 podcast. Afternoon. And Aaron Harper from the Five Red Lights podcast. Howdy, lads. Right, lads. So as we speak right now, the qualifying session hasn't finished in Spa yet. Several delays for rain and obviously a very, very nasty crash for Lando Norris. I think we think it's best to mention that. We're currently in Q3, but the session was stopped when Lando Norris had a horrific crash at, uh, at Radion at the top of Eau Rouge. Thankfully, he's walked away from it, Tom. And according to some people at the track at the moment, as it stands, Lando Norris might get pole position if they don't restart. Yeah, um, not probably quite how he envisions getting his first pole, if this is how it's going to pan out. Um, and in in this session, Norris has been just, he's, he's, he's just been sensational today. Um, he's topped both timing sessions. I mean, we've always known how good a driver he is, but I did not expect him to be this good today. You, you know, we, we've talked all season about how, how good Lando is, and it goes without saying that, you know, this accident, you know, we were talking before we started recording this, that it made me feel absolutely sick to my stomach seeing it. It's the same corner. Granted, circumstances are different, but it's the same corner. His car, if I count it correctly, I was talking to Tiller about this earlier in the EF1 chat. Um, he's done five and a half rotations just after he's hit the wall. God, I got it's... dizzy just watching the replay, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I'm watching the replay now because Sky is showing it and it's just it's just sickening. But yeah, I can't even look at that. That's yeah, yeah. Very but, lucky, man. Yeah, but the the the, the good news is Lander is okay. We've mm. I've just seen on the replay he gave Vettel a thumbs up as Vettel stopped when he came past him. Um and obviously we've seen that he's into the medical center. Yeah, yeah, massive kudos to Fashion Vettel as well. He was calling for the session to be red flagged. Um, I think Lando Norris was suggesting it on the radio. He was saying, "Yeah, there's a bit of aquaplaning happening here." Um, it's just, it's just horrible to see, really, because you know, I, I think the, I think Michael Massey's come under a lot of pressure, and I think rightfully so. I think he's going to come under some more after this, Aaron, because Vettel said in no uncertain terms, "We have to stop this. We have to red flag." And lo and behold, we had an awful crash in the wet. Yeah. And we should never shy away from the fact that every crash is dangerous, but these cars are probably the safest they've ever been. Mm. And if you think back through the years, there's been so many accidents at Eau Rouge. I remember uh, in 99 where Villeneuve and Zonta both crashed in qualifying for BAR, both writing off their cars. Um, and Lando's was a bit like uh, Zonta's there. Instead, he didn't quite roll over. But that is the risk with that corner, even in the dry. For, for me, I don't think it was aquaplaning that caused that accident. I think he just got a bit wide through the, the right-hand part because I think if he'd aquaplaned, he might have gone a bit earlier. I mean, obviously, I'm not a professional racing driver, so that's just speculation. But as you say, Michael Massey will probably come under a little bit of fire for that. He could have red flagged sooner. You're looking at the conditions, and considering what happened yesterday in the W Series, we were, I was always wondering whether... Lando was going to come out facing the right way. Unfortunately, he didn't. Um, it's a tough decision for the race director. You know, Charlie Whiting 
I don't think he always got it right, but he did a very good job of minimizing the risk. And that's what Michael Mazzi has come under fire for, is not completely minimizing the risk. And this one is one that he may have got away with. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very true. You could say he's got away with it. It's a ho- it's a horrible job in a way because it's you know you, it's thankless. You know you stop the session and nothing happens because of that. People complain that you stop the session too early. You don't stop the session and you risk a massive accident like that. And that's that's exactly what's happened. Um, I I didn't agree with everything that Charlie Whiting did. God bless his soul. But you know, looking back on it now, I think he was right to be as cautious as he was at times because, particularly in qualifying, when they're going absolutely one hundred and ten percent around every corner. One mistake, you're in the wall, and it could it could be at nearly 200 miles an hour. So, yeah, and it's a very good point as well that you raise about the um, about the women as well in the W series. I think two women have been hospitalised because of that crash, but I think they're out now. I think I think it was Alice Powell and uh, someone else, but yeah, thankfully I think they're okay, which is the main thing. But yeah, Eau Rouge is a controversial corner to say the least. It's one of our favourites, but it's also the home of some horrible accidents, especially in recent years. Um, but yeah, so we don't have a top 10 officially yet. So what we'll do, we'll go the opposite way. We'll start from the bottom and go to the top. So let's start with the Haas cars. Mick Schumacher, 18th, Nikita Mazepin, 20th. I mean, despite the despite the wet weather, Tom, it can't really help them enough. They're still the slowest car on the grid. And I mean, at least Mick Schumacher beat Kimi Raikkonen. That's something you could say. Yeah, um, to be honest, I, d- I didn't think the wet weather was going to help them at all. I thought, if anything, all it was going to do was going to exacerbate the difference between the Haas cars and all the other cars. Um, yeah, Schumacher. I mean, he he did well to 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 beat Kimi because we know how good Kimi has been in the past. But I think Kimi has mentally checked out. Um, there are a lot of rumours swirling around an announcement next week at Monza, um, which which I heard earlier. But yeah, um, the Haas, they've they've done what they could. Uh, I mean, 18th and 20th. Yeah, the, the, there's not really much more to add, is there? Um, yeah, it, it's just, I suppose, the only other thing to say, lovely touch from um, Schumacher Jr. to have um, to have a helmet that's got homage to, his, to the one from his father from 30 years ago. He obviously had his F1 debut this weekend for uh, Jordan. Yeah, beautiful helmet that Mick's uh, uh, driving with t- uh, this weekend. Unfortunately, he's going to be at the back of the field most likely while he's driving around with it. But yeah, this is not this is not a track that would suit the Ferrari power cars. All the Ferrari power teams have struggled this weekend. And that includes Alfa Romeo as well, Aaron. Uh, Antonio Giovinazzi in 16th, Kimi Raikkonen in 19th, both out in Q1. But again, not really a huge surprise that's happened. No, and uh, just before I touch on that, I think I correctly predicted that uh, Schumacher would out-qualify something that wasn't a Haas. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Your yeah, whole prediction's I... spot on. Yeah. <laughs> so I've knocked that one out of the park. See, uh, Raikkonen ended up 19th, half a second ahead of Mazepin, half a second down on Mick Schumacher. But he did have the um, brake failure in FP3, which I think uh, even for a driver of Kimi's quality will knock your confidence. Uh, we've got a... Yeah, I was going to say, sorry to interrupt. Q3 is going to be resumed at 16.45 local time. So that is in three minutes. Yep. Okay. Sorry to jump in and come... No, no, you do right, right. Yes, right. We're, we're on a developing story, but yeah, yeah, keep going, Aaron. Sorry, Aaron. 
That's all right. Uh, so yeah, I think Kimmy's even for a man of his, his experience, his confidence was knocked, and the balance of the car probably wasn't quite right. And like you say, George is probably uh, mentally checked out. So uh, for Giovinazzi, that's a strong performance. Uh, he was top of the uh, guys who got dropped out at Q1, and he beat Sonoda, um, which I'm not sure if I'm impressed by Giovinazzi or disappointed in Sonoda in that, because <laughs> Japanese drivers tend to be fairly good in the wet, um, and Giovinazzi tends to always get knocked out in Q1, so he's kind of about par there. I mean, it doesn't really hammer home any more enforcement for keeping him in the seat, but you know, he can, he can only be what he's up against. And that's uh, an aging Kimi Raikkonen who may or may not be interested in his hobby anymore. But yeah, the Alfa Romeo is what it is. And that's the most that he could probably get out of it. Yeah, I think they've done all they can, to be fair. And uh, and like you say, it's very disappointing for Yuki Tsunoda, Tom. I mean, I think as Martin Brundle was saying, that Japanese drivers are usually good in the wet. Tsunoda failed to get out of Q1. Um very disappointing for him. I mean, obviously, it's a long race tomorrow. I think the Alpha yeah. will be a good car. I think it'll be good down the straights with that Honda engine in the back. But starting 17th, it doesn't fill you with confidence. Nah. Um, I expected more from Sonoda this weekend. <clears throat> and especially in the pressure cooker environment that is the Red Bull Junior program, he's got to do better. Sorry, my browser's going nuts. It's just going to be loud. Um, <laughs> it's, it's all F1 notifications. Um, yeah, um, I expected more from Sonoda. I, I appreciate it's his first year in F1. And I've said before that perhaps I thought he came in a, a little bit before he was ready. Um, and if you look at where um, Danny Kvyat was when they got rid of him, Kvyat was actually on a roll last year. He's beginning to beat Gasly and we know how good Gasly is. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, there's going to be a difficult race for him. Um, I don't know how many times he's raced around Spa in the past, obviously in F2, F3, and then you know, perhaps some of the junior series. I don't have the information to hand. Well, he um, won in the F2 last year, so he should be oh, good. Oh, of course he did, here. yeah. But, uh, and, and it's not like the Alfa Tari is a bad car, and it's got a good power unit behind it. So he needs to impress tomorrow. He needs to get out there, and he, he, he needs to prove why he's been put in that car. Yeah, the guy has serious talent, he has serious speed, but he, he doesn't show it sometimes. I think he probably pushed too hard. He seemed to have a few lockups into the bus stop chicane and went wide because of it. That's cost him a lot of time. Could have cost him a place in Q2. Um, so I said that Nikita Mazepin is the guy will be who will be, well, the guy who's last in qualifying, but the guy who will line up at the back of the grid tomorrow will be Lance Stroll. He qualified in 15th. He's got a five-place grid penalty for his incident in Hungary. So, yeah, not a good weekend again for him, Aaron, because his teammates made it into Q3. Yeah, I think there was a bit of a mix-up on his uh, run strategy and the timings of it because there was the radio message that was mostly bleeps uh, from Lance. And, uh, <laughs> of course, his... <laughs> I, just heard, I just heard that in the distance and all I heard was boo. I'm just like, what the hell's that? That was Lance Stroll, and very closely followed by his race engineer, almost fed, always fed up engineer Bradley. Come on, Brad, say it. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I tweeted before the the session, and I kind of thought Lance would be up there. He's one of those that excels in the wet, and for him to be stuck in 15th and then with the penalty last on the grid is. 
it's not really representative representative of his talent in the wet. But then if it's a wet race, he's got lots of opportunity to come through and and shine. Yeah, rain is predicted for tomorrow as well. It should be similar kind of conditions to what we've had today. So you never know. He could come through. He did very well in Turkey last year and Germany a couple of years ago as well. He's very good in the wet, is Lance Stroll. Um, another guy who usually does quite well in the wet is Fernando Alonso. And it's not his race number where he's lining up. He is P14, Tom. And yeah, his teammate is going to be riding the wave of success from, from his win in Hungary. But I'm very surprised to see Fernando so far down. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised to see uh, Fernando that, that far down the grid as well. You know, out-qualified again by Ocon, who is out in Q3 as we speak. Mm. Um, yeah, I was disappointed to see Fernando not, not get into the top 10 because he's really sort of... Uh, after he sort of had the first few races of the season where he sort of settled back in, um, from about back onwards, he really started taking strides forward again. Um, and then obviously he had such a good weekend that... Um, at Baku and playing the same role as well. Yeah, it's disappointing not seeing him in the top 10. But depending on how conditions are tomorrow, if he gets a free choice of tyres, we all know how good he is off a start. He might end up sort of like making waves at the start of the race and, and have a good early first stint. We will see. We will see, yeah. It's not his best track, Alonso. I said in the preview that he's never won here in Formula 1, which is a real anomaly for him because you think the amount of times he's raced here, something like 20 times or whatever, he's never won. Um, also disappointing were Ferrari, uh, both of them out in Q2. Aaron, uh, Charles Leclerc in 11, Carlos signs in 13th, but it's not the drivers. It's just a general lack of pace in the car and the engine, really. Yeah, I mean, I was quite surprised to see both of them out. I kind of expected at least one of them to be in Q3. In fairness to science, he was purple quite often in sector one, but I think that's where Ferrari have gone because they know that their engine doesn't have quite the top speed of the Honda power unit or the Mercedes power unit. They've had to sacrifice some downforce and in the wet, that seems to have caught them out a little bit and dropped them behind a couple of cars that perhaps they shouldn't normally be behind. And I was kind of surprised about Carlos being only 13th and qualified by Williams because he's generally another one that goes quite well in the wet and it may simply because the track is so big and so long it's like nearly two minute lap times in the wet just the timings were wrong they went a little bit too early Charles Leclerc said on their first run so they would add a sync with everybody else and that is something you have to master in a wet qualifying session you have to time your run to perfection Ferrari getting the strategy wrong. Where have we seen that before? Um, in fact, Carlos Sainz got beat by both Williams cars because George Russell, as we speak, is out racing in uh, trying to qualify in Q3. But fair play to Nicholas Latifi, Tom. 12th oh, place. Yeah. I mean, Williams, they probably nailed the setup, to be fair, but still, the drivers have done an excellent job this weekend. Yeah. Um... Again, I've, I've been pretty damn impressed with the TV. I know obviously he comes with a lot of backing, but he, 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 now that he's been settled into that scene for another year, um, I, I feel like I'm repeating myself a bit compared to what I said with other drivers, but he is a lot more settled in, in that team. And he's proving to be a good, solid, consistent driver. Not going to set the world on fire, but he has done well. And he got that car into Q3 and Williams, yes, helped with having a masterstroke by putting them onto the Inters, but they judged the situation properly, and um, and 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 yeah, Lucifi uh, has um, done really well. As I say that, 
Hamilton's just done a 2015 for provisional pole, and Verstappen is 0.9 behind him in second. Yeah, and Bottas looking a long way slower as well. Yeah. So, yeah, Hamilton in very good in the wet conditions. Still about three minutes to go in that one as we speak. I don't think we've run through the the guys that are in the in Q3. Obviously, Lando Norris, he will line up 10th because he's the only guy who's not, um, not, taking, play, not taking part out of that top 10. Uh, the other guys are George Russell, Esteban Ocon, Daniel Ricciardo, Sergio Perez, Pierre Gasly, Sebastian Vettel, Valtteri Bottas, Max Verstappen, and Sir Lewis Hamilton. And Hamilton on provisional pole at the moment. Um, so I guess we should talk a little bit about maybe George Russell because no matter where he ends up in this top 10, Aaron, he, again, he's done an amazing job. And if he starts in the top 10, if it's wet conditions, he could well get points again. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you come to me for George because I've got the older uh, 63 top. Oh, on today. he knew. He knew yeah. it was weekend. There it is. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, to, to get the Williams into Q3, um, they, they pulled a, a little bit of a masterstroke in Q1 going out on the Inters. So they gave the drivers a chance to acclimatise to the conditions on that tyre because the, the full wet and the Inter do handle quite differently. They, they give the, the extra ride height and they, they warm up differently. So Williams, to pull that smart move, gave their drivers great opportunity to go out and nail the, the final laps. I think they, they finished the first session in the top 10, the pair of them. Mm, yeah. So... That was um, very, very impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very impressive. He's got another string to his bow. Another reason. It's, it's just another string to his bow. And it's, it's just something else. Another reason for Mercedes to put him alongside Sir Lewis Hamilton next year. Yeah, absolutely. George Russell showing his, his real talent in the wet. Uh, two minutes to go now in the session. Hamilton's still in provisional pole. Verstappen alongside him on the front row. Uh, and Bottas in third place, fair play to him, he's doing well. Sergio Perez, though, struggling, sixth place. But a lot can happen between now and then. A lot can happen because the drivers are really, like, just jockeying for position, trying yeah. to get the optimum place, really, to get be the last man across the line. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fascinating. I, I'm about a minute goes. ahead of you guys. I was going to say, because and Perez... And someone unexpected has gone purple in the first sector. Ooh. Uh, you, can, you can say it's all right. Perez has gone second. George Russell is fastest in the first sector. Shut up. No. <laughs> Shut up. Get that I'm, man I'm, in the I'm trying really hard not, I'm trying really hard not, not to swear here. <laughs> he's he's no coming way. towards the middle sector. Oh, my word. Okay, th- th- this might be a bit of an unorthodox podcast for our listeners. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, just let us ravel in this moment, please. Purple in the first sector and purple in the middle sector. Oh, he's my one God. Three it's evolved into a lifelong now. <laughs> Mom, get a camera. <laughs> Right, I'm okay, he's no longer because you guys are ahead of me sector. anyway. Yeah, uh, George is flying. He is absolutely. Oh my lord! Is anybody going faster than him? Nope. Uh, <laughs> someone else has gone faster in the middle sector. He's still fastest first sector. If it's who uh, I think it I, is in the middle, I sector. won't. I won't ruin uh, everything now. So I'll let, I'll let you guys catch up. I can't catch him. You guys, you oh you you're directly connected to your skybox. I am. Yeah. No, I'm just on my phone. <laughs> oh my I, gosh! What I'm is not, happening? I'm, I'm not. What I'm, is happening? I'm, I'm I'm on now TV. What is happening? Is this a glitch in the matrix? Is this happening? <laughs> if he pulls this off, Russell, this is one of the biggest surprise polls ever. I'm, I'm going to turn the commentary on for this. Oh my! Oh, good. Oh, 
Oh, he's done it. The, the, oh my god. Oh my. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just a delayed reaction. What is happening? <laughs> yeah. Hang on, hang on. Verstappen's incredible. Verstappen's coming round. Still time. But oh my days. Could this happen? You guys are way ahead of me. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you do. I'll let you uh, commentate wow. on this as it happens. Someone just gone oh! incredibly to fourth place. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. What on earth? Oh my! George Russell's literally gone. Just just gone pole now for me. That's how far I'm mm. behind. What on earth? Oh, I got goosebumps. This be the first poll for Williams since my phone is going completely Maldonado in yeah. 2012 in Spain. Spain, and even that was on a fuel technicality. This is legit pace. Wow, that's massive. I can see why you guys are going mad. George Russell went 1.4 seconds faster than anybody. Hamilton can't beat Russell, Hamilton no. doesn't beat him. Perez can't beat Russell. Oh my I, god, that... I think Carl's just spoiled it for us in the chat. Cheers, Carl. <laughs> no, no, no. Bottas fourth. Vettel moves up to third. He goes ahead of uh, Perez and Bottas. I'm sure you guys have already seen all this. This is literally what I'm seeing now. Um, fourth Max Verstappen goes first. He goes on to P1. He beats George Russell. George Russell, though, on the front row for a George Russell on the front row of the grid. <laughs> that, Danny, Danny right. Rick, fourth. Ricardo's gone fourth as well. Fair play, Ricardo. Gasly beats Perez. And Bottas. Bottas with an awful qualifying. He could well end up nine for you. Ocon and Ricardo still need to do a, a cross the line, but you said Ricardo's gone to fourth. I think he had, yeah. Yeah, Ricardo's yeah, just gone to fourth, fourth on mine. What about Esteban Ocon? Where's he? He's not crossed the line on mine yet. Oh, my. Right. God. Okay. So, yeah, we just wax lyrical about George Russell, but he is just. Ocon ends up is nine delivering <laughs> on cue. <sighs> George Russell has just pulled out one of the best qualifying laps in the that history is... of Formula One. He is beaten. He's in the eighth best car on a good day. He How is has beaten. he put that Williams on the front row? In, they say that the wet weather's a the talent lever, leveler, you know. It's a, yeah. where the real stars shine. That is a, a centre in Monaco 1984-esque performance. That is ridiculous. Williams on the front row, probably for the first time since Maldonado took pole in 2012. Um, uh, no, no, sorry, 2014 no. for Austria, weren't it? I just yeah, yeah. the front row, of course. Oh my goodness me! Okay, so do you want a full rundown of the order then? Yeah, let's let's do it for the listeners. Take it. Ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so pole position goes to Max Verstappen. Uh, George Russell will be second on the grid, three tenths behind uh, in qualifying. Hamilton third, also three tenths behind Verstappen. Ricardo in fourth. A second offer for Stappen, Vettel up to fifth, uh, Gasly sixth, Perez seventh, Bottas eighth, thirteenth with his grid penalty, uh, Ocon ninth, and we'll start eighth. Norris tenth because he crashed, um, and possibly a pit lane start. Yeah, unfortunately, so that's your Q three result. I, I, yeah, I've got to keep talking because we're live right here. But this is um, this is unprecedented. This is just something else. And the thing is, as well. 
starting second in Spa is arguably better than starting first because you get the slipstream. We could have a Williams leading after. after George Russell was going to be leading out of Le Com. You heard it here first. It could. It could happen. It, it could, could absolutely happen. happen. I mean, I, I don't know how good the, the Williams is in a straight line, but you know, the power of the slipstream is just unreal up there. And we saw what happened in 2018 with the four wide and the two racing points about to gazump uh, Hamilton and uh, Vettel at, at Lecom. So it could happen. And, and could. George, your Daniel Ricciardo on the podium prediction is looking uh, pretty solid right now. It's looking pretty good, especially considering there's a Williams ahead of him. So, yeah. Yeah. For those that don't know, I, I went on Aaron's show, uh, Aaron, Aaron's preview show, <laughs> and uh, and we basically had a bet that if Ricardo if Ricardo finishes on the podium, Aaron has to do a shoey. If uh, if he does not finish on the podium, then I have to do a shoey. But obviously, if he crashes out, we have that disclaimer. If he crashes out, then uh, neither of us have to do it, and potentially it continues. So it rolls over. It rolls over indeed. I'm in disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. It's one of the things that you just look at and you think, how has that happened? How the hell did that Williams get there? How the hell did it get into second place? Yeah. Um, so yeah, George Russell, unbelievable. That If that is not the proof as to why he needs to be in the top car, why he deserves to be in the Mercedes next year, I don't know what is. I don't know what else he has to do because the guy who's going to replace is down in ninth in a far super, sorry, down in eighth in a far superior car. Oh, right. Take a breath, lads. So yes, Max Verstappen, great by him fair play to him he got pole position he's exactly where he needs to be Tom tomorrow to um, to kick to kick start his championship challenge again to try and swing the momentum back in his favour sorry I got so much going on <laughs> just saying <laughs> just, great just, for Max Verstappen to get on yeah. pole yeah um, sorry I feel like I'm on a bit of a come down um, <laughs> so, yeah um Really, really good for, for Verstappen, and and given he's not got Hamilton directly, almost alongside him, you know, given Hamilton is on the second row, not the front row, um, it's good for the championship. It's it's good for the battle between those two. Obviously, Aaron, as you mentioned, you know, George Russell perhaps leading in into you know through 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 that source. We could see it, um, and then then we see, then we could be in for a titanic battle tomorrow between uh, between Hamilton and and Verstappen. David and Goliath and all that. Yeah. I think we also have to rem- remember that because Verstappen's on pole, Hamilton is directly behind him. So it, mm. if, if Hamilton gets ahead of Russell, then it's game on down to Lecom yeah. and those two are going to be wheel to wheel. And you could have a, a similar sort of picture to the uh, 91 Spanish Grand Prix of uh, Senna and Mansell down to the chicane there where they're almost touching and neither one wants to give an inch. And it's going to be who's bravest on the brakes. There's, there's so many potential scenarios. And, and think about it this way. Bottas might be in 13th, but technically Mercedes do still have two drivers up at the front to sandwich yeah. for Stappen. It's very true. It's very true. I think Toto Wolff will be having more than one word in Russell's ear tonight. But yeah, fair play to Verstappen. He's done all he can. He's in pole position. Lewis Hamilton will be disappointed to be third, but he is up there. That's the key thing. Um, and another guy that's up there is Daniel Ricciardo. We mentioned him. He's up in fourth place. He's had a hard time this season, to say the least. But 
after Lando Norris has crashed, he's picked up the picked up the gauntlet by you know from McLaren, and he's he's got fourth place. Fair play to the guy, Aaron. I think that's an excellent qualifying by him. And like we were saying, we were saying earlier, you have to time your runs well. I think Daniel timed his run perfectly. He was one of the last over the line. I don't know how much rain was falling because looking at it now, it's pretty heavy rainfall. But regardless of that, he's delivered a brilliant lap time, a lap time that we know he's capable of. And given his his tricky season, one that actually surprises us a little bit. But we shouldn't be surprised because this is what Daniel Ricciardo is capable of. He's an excellent qualifier. He's got multiple pole positions. And if you give him a car that's capable of it, he'll get he'll get really good grid slots and maybe even more pole positions for McLaren. Absolutely. And this is a track where he has won it in the past as well. He's yep. very good round spar. Um, and fifth place as well. I mean, he was the first one to, uh, to come up to the scene of Norris's accident, but he recomposed himself. He got out there and he produced an excellent qualifying lap. Fifth place, it is Sebastian Vettel, Tom. And again, a great day for him, great qualifying. Potentially, if he has a good start tomorrow, maybe another podium on the cards for Aston Martin. Yeah, um, very good drive by by Vettel today. You know, he, he, he certainly mattered that car in, in in the way it would seem. Um, and also, it was it was nice to see him, you know, ch- checking on Norris and you know just make sure he's okay. It, it made me think of when Senna saw Eric Comas crash, and obviously when Comas was knocked mm. down, it's sort of stuck in the accelerator. Obviously, it's a different, you know, you know, slightly different type of accident. But but the point is. It goes to show that whilst they, you know, all these drivers are fierce rivals on track, they do care for each other and and they do and they do want to make sure that 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 they are okay when they see an accident like this, especially given like we mentioned the history of that corner. But yeah, um, Vettel, yeah, fifth decent start. Um, Dustin looked a bit better today as well. Um, it might not seem that way, obviously, with Stroll only starting fifteenth. And we'll then obviously be back at the grid with the grid place, like you said. But um, but yeah, uh, Vettel could be on for some good, uh, some some good good points tomorrow. Uh, Aaron, you're not going to like me saying this, but there's a good chance they'll get ahead of George Russell as well. I I think that that is likely to happen. But then if it rains, anything's possible. Like we've just seen. Uh, yeah. yeah, like we've just and seen. Vettel Williams is on the good front in row. The wet. <laughs> oh, yeah. strong in the wet, so don't mm. run brains don't write him off of winning the race especially if Hamilton and Verstappen are banging wheels he's he's in a great position to collect a really good amount of points that will then sort of minimize some of the damage caused by his disqualification uh, in Hungary which kind of was slam dunk but this is the perfect response he's he's responded like a champion yeah yeah like the four-time world champion he is and hopefully Aston Martin put enough fuel in his car this time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to finish the race. Um, another guy, again, he's always up there. He's always performing well. He's so consistent. Pierre Gasly, Tom, up in safe. He's always there or thereabouts, isn't he? And again, yeah. another guy who could, if the circumstances dictate it, get a podium tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, how many times has Gasly qualified and finished P6 this year? Um, he has been so consistent with, with that P6, which is probably about as much as you, as you could ask for from that Alpha Tari because I, even if it was quicker than a Red Bull I doubt Red Bull would actually let, let him go past let's be fair um, <laughs> you know we, we, we all know what Helmut Marcus like um, but yeah uh, an, another good weekend obviously it's two years ago this weekend that he 
return to what to the then Toro now Alfatari team. Um, and he's just gone from strength to strength to strength ever since he's been back. So yeah, so again, you know, it, you know, if it, if if things go his way in front of him, he could may well be right up there onto the um, you know, onto onto one of those steps of the podium. Absolutely, absolutely. He's done it before. I've been in Baku this year as well. So you know, it's always there or thereabouts. Um, Sergio Perez, though, Aaron, not not the weekend he would have run wanted. I think at the time he's run not the best, to be fair, but still seventh in a Red Bull when your teammates get in pole, it's not too great. No, it's not. And especially on the same weekend that they've just given you a new contract for next year. Mm. That's not really what they were hoping for. They'd have expected Sergio to be sort of around where Ricardo is and ahead of Gasly. Um, the, the, the only thing that Sergio can cling to is point the finger at Bottas and say, I beat him. <laughs> but that, that whole constellation... That's not because, saying much, is it? No, it's no, not. I don't think he'd say that to Mark. I don't think that would work, <laughs> to be honest. No, that, that wouldn't really work. But he, I, don't, I don't really recall Sergio ever really being a strong, wet, weather driver consistently and then you couple in the fact that he's generally not the strongest qualifier his his race pace wet or dry generally tends to be a lot better so he might come through from there he might be able to manage the tires and you know keep them alive a little bit longer or, or whatever needs to happen the the thing that will catch him out is if they go from wets to dries and he's not able to fire the the, the slicks up quickly enough and, and generate the tire temperature to move forward in the race from there. But P7 is is not not the qualifying he was looking for. No, not the qualifying he was looking for. Not a disaster by any means in the circumstances. I mean, obviously, yeah, Bottas will be qualified behind him, and he'll start even further back. Um, we'll talk about a little about little bit about him as well now, Tom. I mean, it's it's not it's not what he wants. It's eighth place. It's thirteenth place with his penalty. He's going to be well down there. And as we've seen before in places like Baku, even though he's got a really fast car, he does struggle to get through traffic. Yeah, um, I mean, I th- part of that will be now to coin an infamous phrase that seems to be associated with Mercedes. It's the car, but uh, that Mercedes, especially last year, was designed to. You know, it was built to be at the front because it wasn't expecting to have to work his way through traffic. Um, and then this year, you know, I, I think there's an extension of that. Uh, but yeah, Russell, uh, sorry, not Russell, uh, how dare I? Um, Bottas, P8, he goes to show what I'm thinking, doesn't it? Um, Bottas, P8, just absolutely nowhere. Um, you know, you know, wasn't, wasn't even in the same wasn't even seen bloody continent as, as Hamilton this weekend, <laughs> let alone the guy who has been long touted to, to take his seat. Um, now, there are strong rumours going around now, and I uh, so, someone sent it to me earlier that apparently Crofty uh, mentioned that at, at where we go next, Monza, that Cuny is going to announce his retirement, Bottas is moving to Alpha and Russell is moving to Mercedes. Obviously, these are only rumours, and obviously we heard there's going to be Silverstone, we heard it was going to be during the summer break, and we heard it's going to be after the summer break, but there's no smoke without fire, and these rumours of Bottas going to Alpha are getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So that could be on the cards, and Russell has done everything and more that you could have expected of him and Bottas, well, 
as in the writings on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And it has been for some time, hasn't it? To be fair, this is, yeah. this is yeah. not a new development. It's been rumored for years now. Um, but yeah. I, I think for Bottas, qualifying P8 is a, is a bad day at the office, but qualifying P8, when your seat's under pressure and the guy qualifying second is the guy who's looking at taking your seat, that's a nightmare. And yeah. he's going to want to try and wake up from this, but then he'll realize it's actually his birthday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't quite realise it was his birthday as well. Yeah, yeah. no, a very bad what, day. What a birthday present! Yeah. Oh, what a no, day in the office. Yeah. That's a slap in the face. That that is not what you want. Um, yeah, very bad day for Bottas uh, with that indeed. And we'll get on to the last guy it, who we're going to cover. We've mentioned that Lando Norris is going to be tenth. Um, again, thank God he's all right. Horrible crash. Um, hope he's you know hope he takes the race tomorrow. Hope his car's not too badly damaged that he has to replace it all. But looking at it, that's probably going to happen. But we'll mention the guy who was a nine-five race winner from Hungary, Esteban Ocon. A good day at the office, really. Aaron, he's beat his teammate. He's in the top ten. If he has a good race tomorrow, he should bring on some points for Alpine. I think it shows the power of confidence and momentum in Formula One, doesn't it? Mm. Because we we'd have all fancy Fernando Alonso to be qualifying in the top ten in a wet qualifying session. And there's Esteban popping himself into P9 in an Alpine that probably in these sort of conditions shouldn't be there. They, mm. They've not really been uh, pulling up any trees over the weekend. And uh, I made some notes in that in Q1, they were 14th and 15th. So for Esteban to get through to Q3 is a, is a great achievement. And I think that shows where he's at in terms of his confidence now. He's walking a little bit taller. He's a bit more confident in the car. They, obviously, they changed the chassis, so he's feeling a little bit more comfortable with the the actual drive and the handling of it. So everything's coming up Esteban at the moment. And on the same weekend that Alonso confirmed that he's staying around for next year. So that, that's a good start for Esteban, uh, a line in the sand for 2022. Absolutely, yeah. Alonso now confirmed to be staying at Alpine. It's probably going to happen anyway, let's be honest here, but it's 100% confirmed for next year. Um, I will mention as well, because I don't think, I think George Russell came get on the front row is not for six for a bit i don't think i've mentioned that if you leave us a five-star review on itunes you get to have a shout out at the start of the show um yeah a lot of people have done that and it's really helping us in the rankings really helping our downloads which is just fantastic um do i really have to ask who the driver of qualifying is the mr saturday it's got to be mr saturday <laughs> himself for all three of us surely you can't you can't do better than that i don't know i'm pretty impressed with bottas <laughs> No, yeah, no, uh, yeah. Russell, P two in the Williams in the wet. Yeah, Russell is the clear, clear candidate for that. But I don't think you can discount the quality of Ricardo's lap, considering where he's been this year. That, that is, if we, if that had been Norris sticking at P four, we'd have all been saying great lap, star of the season, and yet Lando's, you know, through no fault of his own, in the wall and. Ricardo's there to pick up the pieces and deliver a quality lap when needed. So I think that that's a that's a strong second place shout for Daniel Rick. Yeah, Ricardo doing an excellent job this this weekend so far, absolutely. But yeah, Russell, the star of the day. Yeah, um, it's unreal. I, I'm going to counter the Danny Rick argument a bit because he wasn't really anywhere until his last run. When he came P five, yeah, he that, was that's true. He was always skin of his teeth, and his teammate topped both sessions P Q and Q two. Yeah, uh, you know, um, the the Williams did well in every session, as did Vettel. Vettel did well in every session. 
uh, yes, obviously, ultimately, Danny Rick is fifth, and that is a, that is a good result. But that's also what you'd expect from someone of his caliber in in the McLaren. So, yeah, it just makes you wonder where it's been all season. And obviously, the, his and struggles have been documented. Yeah, and mm. the and the media spotlight. I say that as we're sitting here talking about him isn't necessarily going to help. And I do hope that he can sort of like get into a groove. But we saw this with him at Renault. First year, not brilliant. Second year, a lot better. Yeah. And obviously next year, new cars, different philosophy. We'll see. Fingers crossed for him. Absolutely. Absolutely, Yeah. He could, he could well improve next year. I expect him to improve a lot less uh, next year. He's a very talented driver. We all know how much we we like him on the show as well. Um, I'll let you guys plug as well. I've mentioned you both on your different podcasts. So I'll start with you, Aaron. You're part of, you are the Five Red Lights podcast, really. You do it yourself. And uh, But where can people find that and what's it all about? Uh, so it's found on YouTube. Just Google, uh, just YouTube, uh, search uh, Five Red Lights. Uh, we do uh, previews. Uh, so you were on the preview this week. And we do slightly different previews. I, uh, I tend to stay away from the detailed previews that I was part of with you guys uh, on Monday. So we do a slightly different look at the weekend and then we do a race review. Um, we do five things that were great about a weekend and five things that sucked. Uh, a driver of the month vote and lots of other stuff in between. Good stuff. Yeah, definitely check out Aaron on, uh, on the Five Red Lights podcast on YouTube. It's a, it's a lot of fun to listen to and obviously a real variety of different uh, videos on there too. Uh, Tom, I mentioned that you're part of the EF1 podcast. Where is that and where can people find it? Yeah, so the Everything in From podcast, you can find us on all your sort of usual podcasting platforms, so Spotify, iTunes, um, and also linked through our website, which is everythingf1.com. Also, our handle, if you like, for most social media outlets is at joinef one where we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we also have an Instagram group with over 6,500 members, uh, which is the Everything F1 paddock. We welcome all teams, all drivers, everyone um and also we have a discord server which is continuing to grow oh and i should mention our youtube channel which is which is currently really begins to pick itself up that's fantastic yeah definitely check those guys out they have some fantastic guests on and even i was on one as well a while ago so best yeah. guests we've ever had george oh, <laughs> i'm not even close no, you guys have got <laughs> some amazing guests on fair play to you i'm amazed you managed to get those all those guys on um so yeah i our YouTube channel as well is doing very well. We're closing in on some 200 subscribers now. Uh, do check out uh, F1 Grid Talk on there. Just search for the F1 Grid Talk for the uh, for the channel. And yeah, you'll be able to catch these shows live as they go out. And in this case, even before the qualifying session ends, we were still here. We were commentating, waiting for it to end. It did thankfully get going. And yeah, we have a pole sitting with Max Verstappen and a, and a front row for, for George Russell and the Williams. It's just unreal. Um we are also available on the F1 Chronicles website, f1chronicle.com, as well as Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Verbal, Omni Studio, and Pocket Cast. Just search for the F1 Grid Talk and all those to like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, check out our back catalogue of shows as well. Over 100 episodes now for you to get through, including documentary-style episodes like Ayrton Senna, Tiregate, the 1994 Benetton Conspiracy, as well as our regular previews, qualifying analysis, and race reviews. And we will be back tomorrow on Sunday from 5pm BST to review the Belgian Grand Prix. If this qualifying session was anything to go by, it's going to be a special one. Thank you all for joining us, everybody. See you for that, and goodbye. Bye.